You are listening to the Joe Mays and J Raff Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. 1.16 to go, 41 yards. Cardona to Allen. How about the drive to go close it out? You see Tom Brady. Enjoy him, folks. You're never, ever going to see it again. Not in our lifetime. Nope. So here's Zerline, part one, 48 yards. And we'll end it. No good. The rain continues. Yes, it does. They've got to snap it one more time. The ball will end up in the hands of Tom Brady on the kneel down. And there it is. The dynasty continues. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me is my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back two weeks in a row on this show. It uh, feels like it's been a while. It probably has to do with like the sports stuff, you know, like... Two weeks in a row talking sports, specifically football, but it uh, feels good. Yeah, definitely, and we love talking NFL, and that's what we're going to do this evening, continuing our 2019 NFL preview. Again, we are doing two divisions like we did back in the old days per show, just because the summer schedule can get pretty hectic, and since this is the fifth year we'll be doing the Bulldog Hour, we are attempting to most likely do a Bulldog Hour per week during the Wilson High School football season, and that's going to get underway in August. So if we want to have the NFL covered, we need to do it here in May and now in June and through July. So tonight we are going to be looking at the NFC and AFC South divisions, those eight teams, some of which surprised us last year, and we'll see what we have to say about those squads this evening. But we haven't done this in a while, so I think I want to do uh, throw up our contact information because, well, someone took advantage of it and may or may not be listening live. I, I'm not sure, but because the email was sent about 15 minutes ago, I'd like to uh, think that he is probably uh, listening right now. And if not, well, I know he listens to the archive. He's, I know he's one of the few that listens uh, to the archive. And well, in his email, he lets us know that he can tell us uh, a lot about this show dating back to at least 2015. And I know he's been, he's been an active listener longer than that. So I was going to say, as long as there isn't, um, you know, a Super Bowl replay on right now, um, you know, from this past year, I, I, I'm guessing he is. He is tuning in. Um, you know, maybe that Super Bowl Fifty Two 
one is on. Maybe you can catch that one a little later. But, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> not, um, yeah, he, I have a feeling we're going to hear from him again during the show. Yeah. It's just, it's just a hunt. Yeah, it seems likely to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But obviously we're referring to my Uncle Rich, the New England sports fan who is once again living living it up and, you know, fresh off a it's, Super it's Bowl championship. It's been a few months and they're on their way to another one right, right now. Right, so. yeah. Fresh off a Super Bowl championship and here we are now the NHL, the Bruins are uh, in position to bring home a Stanley Cup and it would be their second in the last decade as well. So, so. we could have October, the Red Sox won, February, yeah. the Patriots won, Celtics Let's face it, underachieved this year. Yeah. Um, and by the way things are shaping up here, maybe, you know, could have made a run at one. So that's a little disappointing there. However, I think they'll be all right coming off those two championships and the Bruins lead in the NHL Stanley Cup finals. So yeah, I think uh I think they're doing all right up there in Boston. Yeah, I mean no one's shedding any tears for them nope. at, at all. That you know, that the the days of you know, Boston sports fans, the woe is me. That's uh, been over since, what, about 2000? That's the last time. I mean, I guess it probably carried over a little bit into the beginning of the Patriots run because I think a lot of the United States was actually behind them when they started their run to uh, some titles, but things changed. Really, I, honestly, I think the tides turned when the Red Sox won in 04. Because they were the lovable losers, you know, right. people were cheering for them on, and then Absolutely. they won, and I think people started to be like, "All right, this is kind of getting old." Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is kind of getting old. We don't want to hear yeah. from them anymore. But and then we, around the same time, the Celtics got good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So they got the Garnett. Got good. You know, they had um, Paul Pierce. Right. Yeah, so, they they went to a couple finals, winning right. winning one. So so you had that, and you're like. Okay, and then the Red Sox went again. And, and like, then the Patriots mm. went all evil on us. So right. that was so like, like at that time. The whole so. combination of things, and it just hasn't stopped. Like, wait, still waiting to wake up from that one. But. We may not want to hear from Boston sports fans in general in terms of winning championships, but we do want to hear from sports fans on the show, which unfortunately the one that we heard from is a Boston fan, but we'll take what we can get. If you want to email the show, you can do so at the May Sandwich Shop email inbox, Mays and jraf at gmail.com. And uh, the phone number is up there, although I don't have the ability to connect that to the board at the moment. I need to remember to bring back the uh, the infamous iPhone dongle to get the, uh, the, the audio into my mixer. So um, you, if you can try to call, it's not going to go well. But definitely follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter. We do have Instagram, though I very rarely update that. So email is the best way to go if you want to uh, if you want to have a little fun with us, contact us, and we'll read your email on the air, which is what we're going to do right now with Rich from Boston, my uncle, and he wrote in just 20 minutes ago. Good evening, guys. I just wanted to let you know who you did pick from last year. When we were talking on episode 277 last week, we were trying to remember who we predicted would win the Super Bowl this past season. And I thought I had uh, Patriots over Rams. And apparently I had flip-flopped and I went Rams over Patriots. So I was really close. But You were really uh, close. As my uncle says, Joey, you had the Rams over the Patriots. Close, but no cigar. Justin had Eagles over Steelers. Wishful thinking. That was wishful thinking. Yes, absolutely. And I, as in Rich, had Patriots over the Falcons. And he got that right, that right one. Uh, the right one correct. So he had the Patriots winning, which they did. 
And he goes on to say, in fact, I can tell you who you picked since 2015. So he must have a, a ledger, you know, of everything we say, probably every anti-New England thing we've ever said. He's probably so, like December 12th, 2017. So I, have the, I have the scene from Billy Madison in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he's like crossing it off. Hopefully. <laughs> so Maybe he's like, oh, you haven't seen Game of Thrones, so that would go over your head. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not going to continue that. Um <laughs> Uh, my uncle finishes, being retired gives me time to do things like this. So, hey, if that involves always listening to our show or even revisiting our show, I'm okay with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. And, of course, he finishes. All, and one last thing, go Bruins. I say nay-nay. I say go Blues. <laughs> yes, go Blues. <laughs> so, thanks to my uncle for writing in. And uh, always entertaining to hear from him. So, uh, we thank him for being a loyal listener, uh, much like... Uh, our, our fathers, I know, listen often. I don't know if my dad's listening right now because I feel like we were kind of needling my uncle, which he also likes to do, and he hasn't texted us yet, so he may not be available. Maybe his church meeting is still going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. So, um, But let's dive into uh, some NFL talk here, and we're going to start in the NFC South, which Justin and I whiffed on, I believe, last year completely because it was two years ago that i didn't buy into the saints you did and you were proven correct then this past year we both didn't buy into the saints and whoa we were wrong that didn't go well for us no because in 2017 the saints won 11 and 5 and won the division this past year that they improved by two games they went 13 and 3 in 2018 winning that division and then uh they beat the Eagles in the second round of the playoffs, the divisional round, uh, in a game that the Eagles would have, could have, should have won. Yeah, uh, played, in New Orleans, played like trash. Uh, yeah, uh, they didn't didn't have a great a game. They just had, had a tough time. Uh, offense did not play that well, and yeah, um, we kind of went into this last week. I'm I'm forever indebted to Nick Foles, right? And it's not just Nick Foles; it was the entire offense, but they they couldn't get it done. Like they did not score a lot of points in either of their playoff games last year. They scored enough in the first game. Thanks to the double doink. And <laughs> then they uh, were driving, but you know, bad bounce un- unfortunate missed, you know, drop and they pick it off and the uh, game's over. Um, you know, that one kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the Eagles driving against the Buccaneers. I believe that was, might have been 2001. I'm not 100% sure, but they're driving against the Buccaneers in the um, NFC Championship game at the Vet. And then um, it got McNabb through a pick, and um, the Buccaneers went and they beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl. And that's the year the Eagles should have won the Super Bowl. Um, but anyway, not that I'm still bitter and hanging on to that one at all. But we were, we, we whiffed on the NFC South last year. And. <sighs> All right. What do you think happens this year? Yeah. Are we, I, we're going to start at four again? Is that? Yeah, we are going to start at, at four. Um, I don't even know where to I, go. I know. That's what. I, that's why I'm kind okay, of stalling because, here. Because let's, let, I'll, I'll throw it out there. I could have the Panthers as the worst team in this division. What can Cam Newton do? Supposedly he started throwing last week. Um. Okay, you know, it kind of worries me that a quarterback went from January to end of May without being able to throw. However, if he is healthy, like there's a lot of speculation that he wasn't healthy at all the almost the entire year last year. 
Um, and they had a stretch where they were really hot, and then they like took well, a yeah. dive. They were so s- like seven and nine overall. That's what right. they finished last year, and they were six and two on uh, excuse me on November fourth when they beat the Buccaneers um, at at home in Carolina. Right. Then they went on a road trip, four road games in five weeks. Right. And they, they did not do the well. Yeah, that was kind of the beginning of the end right there. The Steelers took it to them at Heinz right. on November 8th, which was that a Thursday that a game? Thursday so it was a short was week on the road. They looked awful. They had to go to Detroit. They didn't lose by a point. They come home for their lone home game against the Seahawks. Granted, the Seahawks had been playing really well right, at that but time. But I think that was an early East Coast game. Right. So generally, Seahawks don't perform as well when they have to uh, play in that situation, but they ended up beating the Panthers. Then they finished the road trip with the four and five uh, weeks at Tampa and at Cleveland and lose both of those. So they go into this five game stretch at six and two and they come out of it six and seven, didn't lose or win a single one. Oh, and then they lost the next two weeks as well. And to top it off, they win at the Saints in the last week in a meaningless game to the Saints, but it hurts their draft position. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was, it wasn't great. For the Panthers, the entire last second year. half of the season yeah. did not go it was a tale, at all how it know. should have gone. The only game they won was the one they should have tried to lose. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you know, not great. Not a great season for the Panthers. However, if Cam Newton was hurt and he did not look like himself that entire November December stretch, I'm not saying. You know, there's a lot of wear and tear on Cam Newton at this point in his career, but I still think a healthy Cam Newton. And a healthy Christian McCaffrey, who at times last year, whew. man, what, what a what a playmaker! Right. But I just don't know. Like I just don't know. I don't trust Will Greer as the backup. You know, they they brought him in. Um, when did they draft Greer? Do you know what round? Uh, third, I think he was like pick a hundred or something yeah, guys, like that. Guys, skipping. Uh, yeah, third round Listen, pick one hundred. You do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell a guy that they shouldn't. Or can't do it, but guy skipping his bowl game <laughs> to protect his third round <laughs> status, you know, like yeah. Well, I, I, I guess they thought he was gonna go earlier. I don't know. I never really heard him mentioned in the first round. Well, so yeah, like yeah. I, but I, I mean, I, I guess know. you look at it this way: but if like, he look, gets hurt, he might not get drafted. Right, right, and that might just be my misunderstanding because I thought maybe he was a higher end guy just from hearing things. Not that I actually thought he was, but then that he goes and gets hurt, and then it maybe falls to middle rounds, you know, and he, he went in the middle rounds anyway. Now, that being said, I don't blame the guy. Like, you're, you're right. Like, if, if you're saying, look, you can go play in essentially a, a meaningless game, an exhibition game, more or less. Meaningless, I don't like that term as much because yeah, you watch those games and they don't all come across that way. Some do, but not all of them. Um, the closer you get the New Year's, the more meaningful right. they are. But, you know to but like you're gonna go and hopefully make millions of dollars like and you can't get hurt between now and then okay like i understand like um but yeah i just if if cam newton's healthy i think they could compete at the at the top end of that division if he's not i think they're the worst team in the division um so where do you th- where do you have them? Where do you think it's going to be? It's really tough to say, but like I'm I'm going to go on the low end. I think I'm going to put them at six wins because even if Cam Newton is so it's healthy, a step back, I think it's going to be yeah. I think it is a step back, 
And I think this is the year that um, we see a coaching change in Carolina. Yeah, I actually am completely on the same page as you. I agree. I think I'm going to drop the Panthers to four. I'm going to have them. Actually, I'm going to have them even worse. I'm going to say five and 11, which because this is a complete three or 180 for me because I had the Panthers winning the division last year. The, but the talents there. Yeah, this is one of those that this could be a massive whiff. Like this could be a team that rebounds and goes twelve and four. But this is another one where some of the key players, like it doesn't take much for this team to be the worst team. You know, like it's not. I feel like there's they need a lot more to go right in order to be good than than pieces to go wrong to go bad. Yeah, does that make sense? Like, right? No, I get it. uh, I mean, McCaffrey's one of the better athletes in the league right now with what he can yeah. do out of the backfield or in the slot, you know, just get the ball in his hand and he can make something happen. The receivers, I don't think are that bad. They brought no, in Hogan, I, yeah. DJ Moore's now, you know, a couple years in, in the league and he's a speedster. Uh, Aldrick Robinson is bounced around, but I mean, he's like your five. Right. So no, no, you know, issues there. Curtis Samuel is starting to come yep. into his own and we know what we got out of Torrey Smith too. Right. Oh, and they have Jarius Wright. Like, right. There's depth yeah. there. No, absolutely. Is there a huge standout guy? Not necessarily, but there's, and, there's a mixture there that can serve them well. Now right. where I think it gets a little iffy is while I like Greg Olson, a tight end, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. Nope. He's not the same player he was five years ago. Offensive line seems to always be in upheaval. Right. Uh, they did bring in Greg little in the second round. So right. he should help out there. Oh, and your quarterback's already. And like, yeah. And that's the up. biggest thing is, like, you know, people were kind of making a big deal about them taking Will Greer in the third round, you know, top 100 pick right at 100. Right. You know what? What's the status of Cam Newton? Everyone, including the quarterback himself, says he'll be fine. But you know, look what happened with uh, Andrew Luck a few years ago when he was going through shoulder arm right. issues. Right. That silent for a while, and he was a lot younger than Cam. And is. you know how they built? They built from the line, like, and that's why the Colts returned last year because because Andrew Luck was able to stay healthy. Right. Like, it took Andrew, him four games to right. shake off the rust. Andrew Luck but, carried. Andrew Luck was able to be the quarterback that he needs to be for them to be really good because they were able to protect him. I don't know that when Cam Newton gets back to 100% that they are going to be able to protect him, which means will he get back to 100%, which means where are they? Are mm-hmm. they that – Yeah, I think they're somewhere between the way they started last season and the way they finished last season – but I'm I'm worried, and I think as we get to some of the other things here, I think the other teams in the division, I don't know that the Saints quote unquote got better, but I think the other two teams did. So um, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I think my bigger issue, I mean, the biggest issue is Cam Newton's health and what can he do yeah. at this stage of his career. But on the other side, I just I don't know what to think there, about their defense. If they do need Will Greer, sorry, he, there are weapons there, like you mentioned. Right. So it'll be it would be interesting, but he's a rookie. I don't know. We, I mean, and we we focus all on McCaffrey, but I like the rest of their backfield as well. Artist Payne, local, you know, Harrisburg yeah, guy. Yeah. They also have Elijah Holyfield, you know, kind yeah. of a famous uh, father there. I believe he was a priority free agent. I don't even think he was drafted. I think so. And they also have um, Elijah Hood. So, yeah. you know, they have a stable of running backs that will be mm-hmm. fine that, you know, can take some of the onus off Christian McCaffrey or just serve as a change of pace, whatever. So the offense, I think, is okay if the line is okay or if Cam Newton stays healthy. But defensively, they got two linebackers. And now because of the way uh, offensive plays, defensively, maybe you only need the two, you know, Keekly and Shaq Thompson. But but Keekly, like, I I I love love concussions and injuries. There is nothing to not like about Luke Keekly. 
I, I worry Other about Other than him. you went to like, Boston College and not Penn State. Well, that's like, that, that, yes, okay. But <laughs> to be fair, if you're not going to Penn State, go to Boston College. Yeah, why not? Um, but like, that's one where I worry because some of those concussions the last couple of years you've watched and you're just like, ah, is he done? Like, is, is he done? And I know you can't diagnose concussions that way, and I know that they're all different and everybody handles them different, but that's one where I just – I worry – because, like, he's had so many. Um, or at least it seems like he's had so yeah. many. But he is so, so good. Everyone, every game they talk about how the linemen are talking about how he's over there just screaming what play What's gonna is going to be run. Because he just is a savant when it comes to recognizing that stuff from film study. You know, I don't want to say savant. I don't mean to make it sound like he doesn't put the work in. He obviously does. He, he has so much preparation right. in, uh, that his awareness but is off the charts. When you... Even if you have guys with a physical capability that can step in behind him, you don't replace that. And you you can almost be guaranteed that there's a couple games, at least this year, where they won't have that. So um, we'll see. So uh, we've got some comments here um, that we've got a few listeners, uh, including my uncle. Yeah. Uh, my mom chimed in and goes, oh, no, not Bruins, which makes Amen. me happy. Pin that comment. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> a few others watching as well as John and Jason. So uh, a couple people bouncing in, hanging out with us, talking NFL. But to wrap up the Panthers, I think my biggest issue is I don't know what to make of their defensive backfield. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, like, there are some names and potential along the defensive line, but when they were really good in the early 2000s, they had an incredible, like, two, what was that, 2003? Yeah. Um, they they had, had an incredible defensive line. They had Hall of Fame worthy guys. Yeah, up they there. had great, great defensive and you know linemen. What, you know what great defensive linemen help with? In a Hi- hiding a questionable bad defensive secondary. backfield. Yes. Yeah. So I just don't know what they're going to do in the defensive backfield if anyone's going to step up, make a name for themselves. Because like none of those, none of those names jump out to me, and I can't say that I know they're too deep. You know, you know, like the back of my hand or even off the top of my head, but. No one jumps out as a playmaker, shutdown guy, and in this league now, you've got to have that. So to be I'm honest, a little worried about that. To be honest, yeah, because they don't have like corners like that in my mind. Um, Eric Reed is probably their best defensive back. Like, and I mean that is Eric Reed's a solid, solid defensive back. But like you said, he's not anymore. The way defenses are played. You need guys that can shut down guys, and I don't see one there necessarily. Right. So we both have Panthers in fourth. You have them yep. six and ten. I have them five and eleven. Which brings us to place number three. Who you got number three in the NFC South this season? I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Five and eleven last year. Fourth place. Dirk Cutter got the axe. He's gone. New coach, familiar Bruce Arians. Their cutters in. have never been the coach there, but <laughs> right, that's that was story. something. Yeah, that was something else. So that was uh, previous stuff. We're not going to worry about that now. Bruce Arians is back after his uh, what year hiatus? Yeah, yeah. after retiring, leaving the Cardinals, who also axed their coach after one year. Yeah. Uh, but Bruce Arians is in Tampa Bay now. They're a team we kind of talked about him last week that. They kind of became like the new Jaguars. Like everyone thought the Jaguars would be good, and it took them three years to get there. Yep. Well, the, like three years ago, everyone thought the Bucks were going to be good when Winston yes. was entering like right. his second or third year, right. and that just hasn't happened. But 
is a new coaching staff going to shake things up and can we see a change in you know three to five wins this year in in the positive i i think so i really do i think i think that there if there's going to be a guy who gets it out of Jameis winston i think it's uh, bruce arians and if not they're going to be looking for a new quarterback yeah um because the way the contract situation plays out, it's not a Bruce Arian. I mean, unless they don't win a game, you know, but like that, that's not going to happen. Um, this isn't a, oh, if the quarterback situation fails, the quarterback or the head coach is gone. No, that's not how that goes. I feel like that, that kind of could, could explain the, uh, the Carolina situation. If, if Cam's not ready to go, that could be, bad news for Ron Rivera. Right. <laughs> um, obviously like that's not breaking news that if you have uh quarterback issues that the head coach is not going to be in a good spot, but here I think if he's gone, then it becomes a, an audition to see who they are in their drafting a quarterback next year in the first round. Um, that being said, I think he is going to turn things around with Jameis at least enough to make it interesting, you know, because, it's going to be really interesting. What do you do? Do you still draft the young guy? Like, let's say Winston's not like, let's say he gets to that point where he's between the 10. If you're ranking your quarterbacks, he's in the 10 to 16 range. Right. Okay. Well, now do you still, because you're still going to have to pay him a bunch of money at that point to keep him. Do you keep him and try and build? Or do you say, well, maybe we can draft a quarterback and in another year get him into the top half? And in the top half, we can then be saving a ton of money on the cap and sign all these other guys. You know, like, it just becomes a really interesting strategy at that point. I have no idea what you do. Um, But I think they're better. I think they win eight games. Um, I think Bruce Arians is exactly what the offense needs. There's lots of weapons there. Um, some of them inconsistent, uh, including Winston. But I think if anyone can get the most out of Winston, I think it's going to be Arians. I don't know if the most is good enough for, for Winston, you know, right. um, but I still think they're better by a couple games. And so I'm going to put them at eight wins, actually. So three games, not a okay. couple, but um that's been an issue in our house. <laughs> like a couple, if that's not two, I get yelled at now. Right, yeah. And not by my wife. Um, it's by my five-year-old. Oh, I thought it was going to be Colton. <laughs> no, he just screamed. Those are his first words. Yeah. A couple a is couple two. A couple is two. <laughs> now, so, if that's not his first phrase, now I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. All I'm right, so. Play it on loop. So you're going with the Buccaneers, third place, but up to eight and eight. eight wins, so that's an yeah. improvement of three wins, right? They were yeah. five and eleven last yeah. year. So I'm going to have third place team eight and eight, the New Orleans Saints. Okay. I'm yeah. going. I, I am. I'm not anti Saints by any means, but I just feel like I have to be right about this at some point that the Saints are going to take a step back. They're like the anti Patriots, right? <laughs> Where, in in the sense that, like every year, AFC East, we talk a bunch about the other teams. But we just basically gloss over, yeah, we picked the Patriots to win because until we've seen otherwise, we're right. picking them. Here, we're like, nope. The Saints <laughs> have to be right. bad. 
This is the year. Fool us four times, shame <laughs> right. on me. Well, that's what it's essentially going to be next year. Inevitably, when the Saints go like 11-5 and five this year, win the division again, I'm going to look like a moron. But that's fine. I've looked like a moron plenty of times on this show and, and off this show. So I'm not really worried about that. I'm 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 gonna say Saints here third place eight and eight take that step back a pretty big step back because they were thirteen and three last year but I just feel like they've had that was massive lightning in the bottle I I just don't feel they can replicate that success again they have some turnover we we know that they have changes in the backfield it is completely Kamara's team not that it really wasn't last no. year but. He's the guy. But there are whole big stretches where he didn't play a whole lot, and I don't know that they can get away with that again. Drew Brees is... However, great fantasy pick. (laughs) Yes. Drew Brees is masterful, but again, I feel like at some point, his health and age is going to catch up to him, and he's going to take a step back. And as soon as he takes a step back... I just don't think they're going to be the same team. At some point, it's going to catch up to him that Michael Thomas is the only real good wide uh, receiver. And that was that my, my next thing. So Cameron Meredith had a great year a few years ago for the Bears. Should I, a couple of years ago for the Bears. <laughs> but he hasn't done too much since. Ted Ginn, you know, he's, he's good for a speedy... You know, big play every so often, but he's you also know good. It, he's also good to be out a few weeks and and to drop some passes. <laughs> Who else there really helps you out a lot? You know, they have a few rookies in there, but I just Michael Thomas is the guy, and you would think eventually teams would double or triple team him to take him away, yeah. which you know I guess they were double teaming him last year didn't really do too much to help because he just had another monster year. Right. But like I look at that and I'm just like, there's just not a lot of weapons there. It's right. Breeze to Thomas with a little Kamara, you know, thrown in there. Right. That's it. So if one of them gets hurt or is gone, especially if it's Breeze, oh you're in gosh. trouble. Yeah. I mean, they have interesting names there from the college ranks, you know, JT Barrett and Teddy Bridgewater, but not NFL success. No. Tight end, you know, they brought in Jared Cook. That could help. But he's been, this yeah, is like his fifth team in how many years? Like eight years ago. Right. More. Now, offensive line, I do think they have a decent offensive line. Yeah. When healthy again, Teron Armstead is a good player. Um, Marshall Newhouse, Andrus Pete, Ryan Ramchick, you know, those Wisconsin offensive linemen, always good. <laughs> and they, go they now have Larry Warford. So, it's like building a log cabin <laughs> across your front lawn. <laughs> they have the horses. So I, I think they just don't have an overwhelming amount of talent at the skill positions they have the guy and they have a really good one at three spots you know yeah michael thomas alvin kamara and drew Brees. they that have three-headed monster right. can go up against they, most teams. they have all pro caliber guys yeah at three positions on offense i just i just worry about them now because you know buck allen hasn't had a lot of success in the league no. uh, latavius murray is bounced around and has been co- is coming off of injuries you know uh i just if, if they lose kamara because now that they let um ingram go Right. What do they have there? Same thing with receivers. You lose Michael Thomas. Oh, man. <laughs> like, and if you lose Breeze, I'm sure Bridgewater's the guy. And, you know, I still was high on him. Wouldn't have mind if he went to Miami in a prove-it right, deal right. this year. But comparing him to Breeze, it's a non-starter. No. And defensively, they just – they have been a bend, don't break, and capitalize on turnovers. And at some point, you go back and to the mean, of, right, regress. And a lot of that is based on the offense. Right. So, like, the years the offense has been good, the defense has been – better uh, although i know there have been years where they were scoring a lot and giving up a lot but that sometimes can be how that goes too but yeah well yeah, and they I have don't... they have undersized linebackers you know i love and that anzalone's down there you know the yeah. line missing grad that's great to see him but demario davis 
you know, that these these guys, I mean, and they, they use it as motivation. They right. People talk down on them, and I'm not trying to add fuel to the fire there, but I just, I don't know. I just, something tells me that the Saints are going to be one of those surprise teams this year that takes a step back. And, you know, maybe, you know, I don't want to talk myself out of it because I want to stick to my guns, but if they stay healthy, I think they will be okay and better than 8-8. Eight and eight. I guess I'm just banking on either age regression or an unfortunate injury right. to drop them to third place. Right. Or just... You know, like, yeah, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, but I just, I'm not picking it. I, I'm I'm not picking it yet. All right, so let's find out. We're going to flip-flop our two and three. I'll go first this time. My second is going to be your third, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Huh. I think they're going to just be one game better than the Saints. And this is my first real shock maybe to people. But I, after last week going the same one to four as this year, the way it finished, I think – if not in both divisions, close to it, I, I feel like I have to shake it up a little bit. So that's why I dropped the Saints to third at eight and eight. I'm bouncing the Buccaneers from five and eleven to nine and seven, second place in the NFC South. And you kind of talked about them already with what you why you think they're going to be a, three games better this year. Same reasoning for why I think they're going to be four games better this year and just squeak past the Saints in the second place. Not really challenging for wild card. I don't think nine and seven is going to get that done. And, you know, it sounds crazy to talk about an offense that has Breeze versus Winston. But if Winston takes that step forward, I think maybe the depth outweighs what the Saints have. The Saints have better individual players. You know, they're ones at quarterback, running back, and wide receiver than the Buccaneers. But if Winston takes a step forward, obviously huge positive. But then at running back, okay, you don't have a Kamara there, but you have guys that have done it in Barber, Ellington, and Jones. Right. Wide receiver is huge for oh me because Michael Thomas, I would say, probably better than Mike Evans, but he, if he, Michael Thomas is 1A, Evans is 1B. Right. And then Chris Godwin, P- PSU, has now entrenched himself as the number two guy with Deshaun yep. Jackson gone, and he had a great year as a three last year, and I expect him to have a huge year as a two this yeah, year. Yeah, I think that I, I agree with that. And then they, they brought in the speedster from the Ravens. He couldn't do much there. Brashad Perriman, and then you have a couple other guys, you know, miscellaneous parts, but I think Evans and Godwin is better than Thomas and basically nobody. I agree. And tight end, not even close. No. I would take O.J. Howard and Cameron Braid over everything that the Saints have. Yes. So depth-wise, I believe the Bucks have them beat. Oh, and absolutely. I also I don't I don't dislike their offensive line. Um, Earl Watford, Donovan Smith, Ali Marpet, who is one of my favorites, Demar Dotson. Like they have horses there too. So I think the Bucks, maybe they're not as flashy or as seasoned. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, defensively, you know. W- I think that's where we could see Bruce Arians influence the most. I agree. Uh, which kind of sounds crazy, but I think it will. I think but it I, will help. Who, who do you bring in as the defensive coordinator? Um, oh, um, Todd Bowles. Yeah, Todd Bowles, and defense is where he's gonna. I I think, yeah, I think they're gonna be better offensively and defensively. I didn't have the guts to give them more than three. Uh, you know, more I gave than them three. four. So. Right? No, I. But I think that's huge, and and I. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm kind of. I don't know. It's weird to say I'm kind of rooting for that because I don't know. I, I hope Chris Godwin has a great year. Let's just uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so 
Um, I'm rooting for it just be, not that I'm a Jameis Winston fan or anything, no. but I want Chris Godwin to have a good year. Right. And also, this team hasn't made the playoffs Man. since 2007. Look at this. Yeah, I was just going to oh, point oh, this out. So the Bucks haven't made the playoffs since 2007 when they won a division, so it's been 12 years. But we look at this every year at staffs, yeah. and that former players are now yeah. higher-ups on staff. So in Tampa Bay, Byron Leftwich, the former quarterback, is yeah. the offensive coordinator. Who, was in, who had broke in in Arizona, I believe, yep. last under, year. Under, well, I well, think he was on Arians' yes, staff and, and retained. He, yes. And now he's gone and met up with Arians in Tampa Bay. Offensive assistant, Antoine Randall L. Oh gosh, I never forget seeing him play against Penn State at Beaver Stadium as like the only player on uh, Indiana. Indiana's team. Yeah. Uh, Larry Foote, outside linebackers. Yep. Cody Grimm, a defensive special teams assistant. That's awesome. uh, Chris Boniel, specialist. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, a lot of uh, former NFL players. Play. I mean, obviously that happens all the time, but these are guys that we watched right. growing up right. or, you know, in through a high school and college. So it's interesting to see them taking uh, leadership and coaching roles. So that's where I have the Bucks. Who's your number two? Um, at number two, I'm going the Falcons. Um, so I think the Falcons uh, changed offensive coordinators. Um and I think that is going to uh, play pay dividends for them. Um, I think they were close last year. Um, you know, you look at some of their losses. They lost twelve to eighteen against the Eagles to open. They lost in overtime against the Saints. Um, they lost by one to the Bengals. They lost by three to the Cowboys. Um, you know, those were the really their only close losses. But like, even if two of those go the other way, you start. You never know how things will turn out. I just think they're going to get things clicking this year. Um, I know over the last couple years, they, they've kind of evened things out for a while. They When they were really good, uh, the defense was kind of a question mark. Um, I guess, no, actually, before they were really good, the defense was kind of a question mark. It kind of stabilized a little bit. I think it's going to – I think the offense takes a step forward, and I think the defense is good enough to be um, the second-place team there. But honestly, I'm still gonna put them at like nine wins. Like I, I think they're better than the Bucks, maybe. Like I think the high end, the high end for the Falcons is really high. I don't know that the high end for like meaning I think the Falcons could make the playoffs. I don't think they do, but I think they could. I don't know that the Bucks like to go from what they were to the playoffs would be pretty crazy. I mean, it would be cool to see. You know, those are fun to fun stories to watch a lot of times, but. Um, you know, when when I look at it, I I think Matt Ryan is solid. Um, it's interesting in the backfield there a little bit um, because um, they have Devonte Freeman, but they um, oh who was it that they let go? Um, um, uh, Tevin Coleman. Yeah, Tevin Coleman is is gone. Which is in San Francisco, right? They're gonna have to make it. They have Ito Smith, who at times flashed last year. Uh, more out of necessity last year than anything else. So, um, you know, kind of interesting there. Julio Jones is really good. He There isn't a lot of help. Mohamed Sanu played really well at times. Um, they need more out of the guys like Justin Hardy. Um, Calvin Ridley is, is a key piece. And I think as he develops, I think Calvin Ridley is going to be that too to Julio Jones. Um, I, I just think... The new offense there is good. I I was I'm not a Sarkeesian fan. Um, well, they brought in your buddy from Tampa Bay, so 
Well, I mean, you just didn't want him as head coach, I'm well, guessing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll give him a shot. Change of scenery. Change of scenery. But, yeah, I don't know. So you have them at nine and seven in second place, which means yep. your number one is New Orleans. Is, yeah. Okay. Well, my number one is Atlanta. And I, it was mostly, I feel like it mostly, not, not really contrarian, but I just, I wanted something different. I didn't want the Saints. I, I didn't like picking the same teams out West last week. So I wanted to change it up a little bit. And I, you know, we talked about the question marks around the Panthers. I didn't think the Bucks could take a huge leap forward like that. So right, the only so. team I had left really was Atlanta. So I'm kind of begrudgingly settling with them because, you know, like we're, we're not Matt Ryan haters by so, any stretch but right. like he was never our guy that we kind of thought that he was a bit overrated right. at times yes i agree but now i kind of feel like it has swung the other way now you think and he's there's underrated? lots of people right a lot well lots of people i think feel like he's not good enough now and no i think he is good enough i think yeah basically you're right like it, it does sound kind of funny like i for a long time i was banging the drum on the overrated yeah. right like absolutely him and flacco yeah but now I feel like people write him off like he's a liability, and I don't agree with that at all. Like I think he's good enough if the rest of the team is good enough. I don't know that he's he's not going to carry them. Like when I say that, I don't mean like I mean like Brady. Like, and I know that's ridiculous because you're comparing him to arguably the best ever. But, but like there are certain guys who are like going to carry the team at Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He's he's not going to be Drew Brees. He's not going to be Tom Brady. Um, He's not going to be Rodgers at his best, you know, but he's good enough. You know, he's, he, oh, gosh, I can't believe they <laughs> so, didn't run the ball. Like, the so I, I, this, this could be the last go round for the Falcons. I think they break through. I think it's a close race. I don't think anyone leaps, you know, wins 13 games in this division. I think Atlanta wins it at 10 and six. Uh, I think Ryan has a great year. And I think that's because they have a healthy Devontae Freeman, which they didn't have last year. I think he played like three games or something yeah. like that. They got that's Kenji. my concern because right. if he can be the guy, great. Then, yeah, then the loss of guy then the loss of Tevin Coleman isn't as big of a deal. Kenyon Barner can kind of play that that slash role, yeah, you know, you, that they could do. You mentioned Edo um, Smith, but they also right. brought in Quadre Allison, yeah, who I, I should not like because he's a pick guy, but he looked really good against Penn State and made me remember who he was. Yeah. So I think he has potential there as, you know, a third running back that could uh, become and maybe even replace Tevin Coleman down the line. Wide receiver-wise, I actually think that they have a really solid foursome with, obviously, Julio Jones, but again – we might start seeing him trend backwards, much like when he took over for Roddy White. Yeah. I think Calvin Ridley's ready to take that next step and soon become the guy in Atlanta. And I like uh, Sanu and Justin Hardy. I, I think that's a really strong yeah. um, quartet of wide receivers. And at tight end, I think Hooper, Paulson, and Stocker are a great I trio there. for Hooper to, to break out a little bit step. more. Yeah. He hasn't, but like, he, that's okay. It kind of went to um, what's-his-name from San Francisco last year. Like yeah. uh, Hooper's the guy that I thought... Um, he would become uh, what's his name? The guy from Iowa, right? From yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Uh, gr- um, I wanted to say little. It's not get Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you look at it. If Ridley's good, I'm not worried about Ridley. If Julio is just himself, if Sanu and Hardy are up there, then 
that's going to make one of those tight ends have a great year. You know, like um, and also open up the backfield for Freeman and Barner or Freeman and Ito, like yeah. whoever they go with. And I think their offensive line could that's, be returned to a strength. That's because, the key. Um, Jake Matthews is great. Alex Max, incredible center. Uh, they drafted Chris Lindstrom to come in and compete at guard, where they already had Jamon Brown and James Carpenter. You know, I just think uh, Alex that Mack have... was the free agent signing that they made, and then went to the Super Bowl the next right. Year. Yeah, like they made him the highest paid center in the league, and it worked. <laughs> and they got names on defense. They just had to figure out where the parts go and to get everyone on the same page. Vic right. Beasley, Michael Bennett, Adrian Claiborne, Rasheed Hageman, Grady Jarrett, Tack McKinley, who's been seeing some time at linebacker. Like these, all these guys, they can rotate through tackles, ends, and and rush spots like yeah. Beasley. You know, to kind of counteract maybe their slightly undersized or you know underappreciated linebackers like Bruce Carter uh, and mostly Deion Jones, who doesn't get a lot of credit but is a, is a strong performer for them. And in the in the secondary, I like Keanu Neal. I like yep. JJ Wilcox. I'm a big fan of Desmond Trufant when he was coming out of Washington. And I think they also have guys opposite them and to back them up that can play really well. And Kazia free safety too. I think yep. he's a uh, massively un- underrated. So, you know, I, yeah. they, they, I just think I need a team to step up in, this, in the NFC South and I'm just going with the Falcons, maybe a little begrudgingly. And I don't think it'll be about a lot, but that's who I have at number one, the Falcons. So, um, why do you have the Saints at one? Do you have anything to add to my Saints so discussion? I think, I think the Saints are going to regress a little bit. 13 wins is kind of high. I still think they're in that 10 to 11 range. I'm going to put them at 11, basically based off of you had the Bucks winning nine. I had them winning eight. So that extra win I'm going to toss in here. Okay. On, uh, not that we add them up, but like I'm going to toss them in. By the way, um, Kevin, who we follow on, I, I can't think of his last name, um, but he does a lot of McGuire? College. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about for I don't I think it might have been his college football, but or it might have been it must have been college football because that's what he talks about. But he has like a spreadsheet where he goes through and he picks the games and like the that's that's awesome. That is um, awesome. But anyway, we don't we don't add up the wins necessarily. No, However, they, they definitely um, won't come out to two fifty. It would be fun to do whatever. one year. It would be a lot of work. <sighs> that would, would be, be a lot, lot of work. work. That would be you know a lot. There's got to be a place that allows you to do it. Oh, I'm sure um, there's somewhere online that does. But anyway, um, I think. They come back a step. I do have some of the same worries you do, except I'm I am going with here in this situation. Who do I trust the most? And still at this point, I trust Drew Brees the most. Um, I think they get enough to get it done. I think the defense is good enough. I think the offense has a slight step back. I think we might see someone step up opposite of uh, Michael Thomas and and kind of help him out a little bit there. I really like Kamara, even though. Man, they that was a tough loss for the Eagles last year. But, um, yeah, that's all right. All right, so that's our NFC South preview. We both have um, the – wait, who, who do we have in last place? So we place? had the Panthers oh, in the last place. Panthers in last place. Then I had the Saints in third. I had the Bucks. You had the Bucks in third. I had the Bucks in second. You had the, the Falcons, Falcons in second. Yeah. I had the – Falcons in first, and you had that's the about Saints as, in That's first. about as not lined up as yeah. our picks you ever really yeah. get. Yeah, and so that'll be interesting to see how that turns out and so how much I – if you're going to place a bet, put big money on the Panthers. Yes, there but. you go. Exactly. <laughs> so AFC South, I know we don't have a ton of time here, but let's that's get right. through the AFC South. A uh, little refresher on the AFC this South last really year. It's a really interesting division. It is a very interesting division. The Texans won it 11-5. 
but they fell to their divisional rival, the Colts, in the wildcard playoffs. Uh, the Colts went 10-6, and six, but were playing better at the end of the year. That, you know, was just one year after the Jaguars won the division at 10-6 and six and then shouldn't have lost the AFC Championship to the Patriots, but we saw the Jaguars take a huge step back and look really bad this past year. Uh, but it's kind of been a Texans and Colts division for a long time, save for that Jaguars win in 2017. And much like the Bucks in the NFC South, who hadn't who haven't won the uh, division since 2007, the Titans are on a decade-plus drought of a division championship, not Which winning crazy, since 2008. Like, they've been good, but just not good right. enough. Right. They've made a f- the wild card a few times. They made it uh, in actually just 2017 because they made it in 2007, the year before they won the division. So the Titans have only been to the playoffs once since their last division championship. We saw that happen in 2017, but what's going to happen but with these more, teams right, yeah. this year? So we're going to start at the bottom. I, I'll go first this time to okay. pick my worst team, and I'm sticking with the same team as last year, the Jaguars. They were 5-11, and 11, right. and I just don't know, you know what – why are they going to be better this year? There's so much dysfunction. Um, because they have a Super Bowl caliber quarterback now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I understand, like, what Nick Foles did in Philadelphia, but I, I just said think... the last two weeks that I'm indebted to him forever. I can't, I can't bash him now. <laughs> well, fine. Then when they go 16-0, and you can jump on board here. But they keep adding players to no, that defense. No, to be clear, I don't want that to happen. No offense, <laughs> oh, Nick. Oh, yeah, that would I don't good. want that to happen. They keep adding. Can you imagine if if it was an Eagles Jaguars Super Bowl? That is not my pick, but can you imagine? Or the yeah, the Jaguars right. go. I just gave myself an the all-star. Jaguars go fourteen and two, and the Eagles go like three and thirteen. I gave myself stop, stop <laughs> it. Okay, so the Jaguars keep adding to that defense, but they keep adding you know incredible players, but they've got egos on the defense already that they kind of need to rein in. Not saying Josh Allen is. I, I don't know that much about Josh Allen from Kentucky, though. He, I, I he, don't wish him well my because New of Year's what Day. He, he ruined New Year's this past year. So, you know, nothing for you, Josh Happy Allen. Happy New Year. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but yeah, Jaguars 5-11 and 11 last year. Never, Doug Marone just, he is what it is, I guess. Like, I don't know. We, he didn't work out in Buffalo. He kind of messed up at the end of the 2017 season. Him and the, the offensive kind of. coordinator kind, kind of. of ruining the AFC Championship game. Yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for Tom Coughlin to do something, but hasn't really uh, gone in his uh, direction. Now they have John DeFilippo as the offensive coordinator. That's where he is now. And, uh, you know, we'll see what he's able to do uh, down there. I'd like the wide receiver coach, Keenan McCardell. There's a Jaguars throwback for yeah. you. But Justin, you know, mentioned Nick Foles at quarterback upgrade over Blake Bortles, probably because of what he's been able to accomplish. But again, there's a reason that I, Foles has bounced around the league. He yeah. hasn't been able to do it long term. He had an incredible playoff run for the Eagles. Didn't look good at the beginning of last year for Philly. Then took over for Wentz and looked good again. Right. Although, you know, the game against right. the Saints didn't go their way. Right. Running back wise, what like is Fournette good to go mentally and health wise? You know, if not, see and no, I I completely understand all these points you're making, but um, and then they have names that were receiver. You know, uh, Keelan Cole had a great year last year as a nobody. They brought in Chris Conley from the Chiefs. They have Marquise Lee. They just signed Terrell Pryor, and they have D.D. Westbrook. Lots of names, lots of college potential there, but do they do they have it? Is their schedule here? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. Um, tight end wise, nothing sticks out. 
you know, just a couple of guys. That, yeah. They drafted Josh Oliver. They have Jeff Swain, James O'Shaughnessy, and Ben Koyak, but nothing uh, nothing stands out there. Uh, a couple cast-offs along the offensive line now. Um, no real standouts. They've had been having issues there as well the last couple of seasons. But I mentioned defensively, the defensive line, the front seven should be incredible. Adding Allen is like a hybrid edge rusher there. To Calais Campbell, who's been amazing, Marcel Darius, who's a former you know top three pick in the league, uh, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, just lots of talent, yeah, uh, and depth there. And you got to make sure that your defensive coordinator can uh, can find the right pieces in the right formations. And linebacker again, same thing. Miles Jack, uh, Jake Ryan, Ray McWilson, Telvin Smith. There, there's. There's yeah. talent and depth, and I didn't even mention Najee Good. So there's talent and depth there. And defensive back, we know. They brought over last year, upgrading a defensive backfield by adding A.J. Bowie to um, Jalen Ramsey. It didn't work out in their favor, though. But, I mean, that should be a lockdown top-two cornerback right. tandem right there. And it just didn't work out. So they've got a lot of uh, divas and drama and they attitude do. that when it, things are going good, that works in your favor. But when it goes bad, it goes bad quick. And I just don't know that I have the same confidence as Philly does in Nick Foles that they're going to be much better this year. Maybe I'll give them a win and say they go six and ten, but I think they're the worst team in the AFC South. Can Can you pull up that schedule? Yeah, just to see it because I want to see what it looks. Like. Oh my gosh! You start with Kansas City, then you have the Texans, and then you have the Titans. So that's tough. Loss, loss to me. Yeah, like they're not yeah. beating the Chiefs. And I don't think I, they're beating Houston. But then I think they could win the next three. Winning at Denver's tough. But I think they're better than the Titans. So right. Kind of a, well, so, a spoiler here for where I'm going. But I think they're better than the Titans. I think they're better than the Broncos, although winning at Denver is tough. And I think they're better than the Panthers. They're not better than the they're Saints. Than the they're Saints. probably better, they're than, better, the better than the Bengals. I think they're better than the Jets. Ooh, See, that's, see a, that's, a that's a push I, That to might me. be a push. Then they got Texans. They're not as good as the Colts. Better than the Titans. Bucks, I kind of put a push. They're not better than the Chargers. Not better than the Chargers. They better than the Raiders. Might be better than the not Raiders. Not better than the Falcons. Not better than the Colts. That's so I th- five or yeah. six wins. Like that's like I I just don't see them winning more than five or six games. See now you have me doubting myself. Well, you are clearly going to go Titans for I am. So. I am going to go Titans. All right, four. let me throw it on me because they're my All third. Right. They're so my. So I'm going Titans fourth because while I think while I think that. Um, Bruce Arians is going to turn the um, Jameis Winston scenario into a tough decision for Tampa. I f- just feel like the Titans this season is going to make it that they have to look quarterback after this season. I like Marcus Mariota. I like him a lot. At the time, I was all in on the Eagles getting him because they had Chip Kelly. And I'm like, if you're going Chip Kelly, you have to go full Chip Kelly and get Marcus Mariota. <laughs> you don't go you half know? Chip Kelly. Right, you go full right, Chip Kelly. Right. You know, like if you're going in on Chip Kelly, you have to just let him do his thing. Um, it, that was a disaster in its own right, but whatever. Um, I just think, one, I really like what Derrick Henry did at the end of last year. Um they have some weapons outside. You know, Corey Davis is kind of there, like, sometimes. Um, I just don't think they have what it takes. I don't know that they have the weapons. I uh, Mar- Mariota at times plays brilliant and then at times does not. And 
is hurt the other time. So like, it's kind of like a third and a third and a third. Um, while they've always been, we've kind of said that they're right there. I just don't know that they have what it takes to make that next step. I think some of the other teams in the division have gotten better. I think that the Jags, we're going to have them switched. So I have the Jags as the third best team. Um, not yeah. to kind of get too far ahead, but whatever. No, I mean, we're, we're moving we're, along right, We're moving anyway. And we're talking about the same two teams just flip-flop. Right. So the Titans are my third team. I think, I think that some of the drama was fueled by frustration last year. And not that Nick Foles is going to alleviate all of that frustration because it, it, it won't. But I think he's enough of a step up at quarterback and I think the the leadership, and this isn't a statement because I don't think he got the chance to be the leader that he needed, um, you know, that Bortles had. But I think, um, I think that Nick is more established in that in that regard. So I think that that benefits them. I think some of that drama goes away. I think that defense returns to more of that form. I'm not saying like one of the all time great forms like that almost took him to the Super Bowl. But I think they return more to that form, and I think that's good enough with the addition of Nick Foles and some of the weapons they have. I, I feel like they have better weapons. Like, Fournette at his best is better than Derrick Henry at his best. Derrick Henry is awesome, but they didn't trust him till the end of the season when they kind of, like, needed to because they didn't have anyone left. Right. And Mariota was hurt. You know, like, I want to see it from Henry more. Now, you could make that same argument about Fournette, but I think that... Um, they have better wide receiver weapons, in my opinion, in Jacksonville. Um, and they have a better defense. While the Tennessee defense did make strides last year and played really well at times, um, I, I think I think Jacksonville is on the swing up. I, th- I just feel like the Titans take a step back. Um, and I think that could lead to lots of questions because this is one where I feel like Mariota is not necessarily going to put a stronghold on the job. At best, I feel like it's still up in the air. Um, and then that leads you, all right, well, if we're getting a new quarterback, do we get a new coach? Like it's been a couple years. I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. And while they had all that stability forever under Jeff Fisher, they've kind of been anti that since not crazy, like firing a guy after a year necessarily, but I think top to bottom, maybe the Jaguars have more potential than the Titans, but I think the Titans are safer. I, I, I can't argue against that, they, especially they, what the Jack, what the Jags showed us last year shows us that they, they can be really bad. They can be really good or really bad. Right. So I'm just going with the Titans here in third. I mean, this isn't really a vote of confidence with the Titans because I have them being worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just I think they're better than the Jaguars. Right. So That's the fair. Titans went 9-7 and seven last year. I have them at 7-9. and nine. And it's mostly because I think that if a team can shut down the running game and disrupt Mariota and surprise, surprise, disrupting a quarterback is not a good for a team. They're in trouble because I don't know how much they have to offset a bad game or the loss of Derrick Henry. You know, they have Deion Lewis. Okay, he's bounced around the league. He's for been injured for at, at times. You know, and you mentioned Mariota. He's been injured at times. And they got Tannehill, who's he been injured at times. So I just don't like the depth and I don't like the, uh, you know, if Delaney Walker stays healthy, he's really good. Again, uh, who's Michael Pruitt? Is he next up? Receivers, you know, mentioned uh, kind of still unproven. Corey Davis, Tajay Sharp. Who else? Like, not a great wide receiver group down there. I do like the offensive line. They brought in Roger Saffel, which makes their line even better. Um, they have David Questenberry. 
Taylor Luan, Dennis, and these aren't all starters. These are starters and depth guys. Dennis Kelly, Hernandez Grasso, Jamil Douglas, Jack Conklin. Like they have, if they don't have the best line in the AFC South, and I think it's debatable, they're right there with the Colts. Right. So I I would agree with that. They need to pound the rock West Coast style offense. That's what they need to do. Right. And I'm just looking at, I'm like, but they had that last year. They had that line last year, and and the offense still was questionable at best. I feel, now, Outside of Foles, the offense looks pretty similar to Jacksonville. So, right. like, I guess it, it probably is my my Foles, Foles indebtedness, bias. indebtedness, like creating that. But well, and but okay. So I'm gonna go Titans at they were eight or nine and seven last year. I'm gonna put them at six wins this year. Okay, and I'm gonna put the Jags at how Jags were bad last year. How many? They were five and eleven last year. I'm gonna put them at eight. Okay, I have the Jags at six and ten. I have the Titans at seven and nine. And again, just to kind of reinforce why I think the Titans are a little bit better, I, I like the New England flavor they have there with Rabel at head coach and especially Dean Pease at defensive coordinator. I think their defense got better last year. I think they could go even farther this year. Uh, Gerald Casey, Austin Johnson, Daquan Jones, two Penn Staters right there. Uh, I wish Jeffrey Simmons was healthy enough to play this year, but he's probably going to take a red shirt or at least be on the pup list. But he could be an an anchor and a bullish uh, 3-4 defensive end or 4-3 defensive tackle, depending on what they end up lining up as. I like Rashawn Evans. He's young, has a chance to improve at linebacker. and they brought in my boy Cameron Wake. Like I can't, yeah. you know, I hated him seeing leave Miami. I understand it, but again, you know, Penn State guy and a Dolphins player for a decade plus. Uh, so I'm, I think he still has something in there as a situational pass rusher. And defensive backfield, I think, is massively underrated. They brought in Imani Hooker, who yeah. I hate from his Iowa days, but I yep. love him as a player. Kevin Byard is the best safety that no one knows about, and that was the case last year and will continue this year. Um, Dane Crookshank, great backup special teams guy. Adore Jackson, yeah. uh, Logan Ryan, and Kenny Vaccaro. Like I just, yeah. I, I just think they are really good. I, I think maybe their their peak or their potential isn't as high as the Jaguars, but I think in in one game, I, I think they can hang. That's and, fair. You know, I so I think they're they're slightly better than the Jags. Now in second place, so, so just to I all those things aside, which quarterback? If you had a quarter, if you had to pick one okay. quarterback, do you pick so, Foles? But okay, is it this? Is I had this the, the debate in my head already. Is this to take where they are right now and use? for my team this year and beyond, or is this a, you need a quarterback for one game? Because I have two different answers then. Okay. Well, that if t- you, I if, if I, I need to win a game, to. I'll pick Foles because right. he's done it. Right. If I need a guy who I want to build around, so I'm going to go with a the, higher ceiling. I want Mario. I think I was, I'm posing. And I don't even really know how I'm posing the question. I think I'm posing the question as if you have to win a game because I, we're not picking the future of the franchises. We're picking this season. So I think like if it comes down to they're playing for a wild card spot, I don't think they are going to. But like let's say week 17, they were playing for a wild card spot. I, I know that's there's more to it than just the quarterbacks. But like, yeah, I'm taking Foles in that. That's why I kind of give them the edge this year. I, I Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I have zero confidence in it, but I think that the Jag it might be me just wanting them to be better, but I think the Jags are on the swing up. All right. 
Okay. So now I, de- decision time. I think time. we're going to be the same on this, but I don't know. All right. My second place team are the Houston Texans. Yeah, we're the same. So they're dropping back. They were on 11-5 last year. They went 11-2 and in the last 13 weeks of the regular yeah. season because they started 0-3. People were wondering if Bill O'Brien was going to be gone, and then all he did was win 11 of his next 13 games. Because they should have started um, – they should have, like, made the quarterback switch earlier. Didn't Deshaun Watson didn't start the season, did he? No, he did. He was oh. coming off of injury. Right. Remember? I thought it was thought, 2017 where he didn't start on the onset. Oh, see, I thought he didn't start because he was coming off of injury. No, I don't. I don't. I, I man, could, now, I'm, be, start, well, now be, I'm starting. Now I'm starting to doubt myself. Uh, no, he returned oh, okay. in the season opener. Yeah, oh, against so, the pitch. Yeah, I was thinking the year yeah. before when it was awful. Yeah. No. So yeah, um, Deshaun Watson, bright future, <sighs> looking good. I just I don't like the way the season ended for them last year. It, the Colts dominated like them. Exposed, yeah. So I just I still think they have pieces. I still think they have a lot of good but players. Do you feel that the offensive line, which was not just a concern, it was a, a hindrance on yeah. them last year. Uh, do you feel like they improved enough to make them better than the Colts? My answer is no. Oh, offensive <laughs> line wise, absolutely yeah, not. Right, exactly. So no. I, if you gave the Titans line to the Texans, <sighs> a Super Bowl favorite could be. Yeah, Super Bowl favorite because a- the AFC, defense is AFC good AFC enough. Playoffs for sure. Right. right. You know, maybe AFC championships because the offensive line is does yeah, hold. Super the Bowl t- favorite might be back. a bit of an extreme, but yeah, I pencil them into the AFC I'd say championship top, game. Top three AFC. They're team, probably yeah. playing the Patriots in the AFC right, championship yeah. game. Exactly. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, one of the most electrifying young quarterbacks in the league. Um, running back wise, you know, Lamar Miller is, is fine, serviceable. They got Dante Foreman if he can ever get things going. Um, they they have Karan Higdon now, you know, from from Michigan. Um, Speedster Taiwan Jones. So like they got stable running backs. It's fine, not maybe not flashy, but good enough. Um, wide receivers though, man, when they're healthy. Ooh, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins arguably may be the best receiver in the league, yep. uh, top to bottom. Will Fuller, probably the, one of the best speed guys in the league when healthy. Uh, Kiki Cote burst onto the scene last year. So I think with those three guys and then um, what they can trot out there at tight end, you know, Darren Fells is fine, serviceable. They could maybe use another guy at that position. Right. But it all relies on Deshaun Watson and his playmaking 100%. ability. Uh, he gets injured, this team is probably trash. To step down to A.J. McCann. And, yeah, but – I mean, it's him and Miller and Hopkins, and if Fuller's healthy. Like, yeah. but if you lose one of those, it could be tough. It could be tough because that offensive line, I just Did, don't think. So is does that this good. kind of feel like the on the offensive side? Does this kind of feel like the Saints to you in that sense of like, sort of? Yeah, the top guys are really good. Yeah, and then there's a little bit of depth, probably more depth. At at like wide receiver. Well, and but I mean, like this kind of goes to the same question you just asked me relating to Titans Jaguars. Yeah. If we can t- Texans and and Saints, if you have to win one game, I'm taking Drew Brees. If you're yeah. starting a franchise, I'm taking Deshaun Watson. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, now running back, that answer is Kamara, no matter what. Yeah. And wide receiver though, Hopkins or Thomas? Like I'm taking. I, I mean, well, that's, at this point for a game or for. a or for a career. I mean, they're both not. I mean, their age is not that far apart. Really? Yeah. See, I, I feel know. like Hopkins. No, is I, I'm pretty but sure. Like, I, I, I could be just. I, very I think this is. Is this his sixth year? Yeah, he's only 26. Wow. 
Now, Michael Thomas might only be 23, but, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm, yeah. I, I like the Texans. What did you say? They won 11 games last year? They're 11 and 5, yeah. Yeah. They're not Won- winning 11 games. Um, no. I'll put them at 10 wins, though. I still think they're going to be really good. I, I, yeah. If, as, as long as Watson stays healthy, I think yeah. they win 10 games. And that's why I'm at second. If he's hurt. They could be drafting in the top five next but year. But the, the th- same thing also can be said, like about their defense. I, you know, I, Cl- Clowney has been franchised. They haven't worked out a deal with yeah, him. That, yeah. um, Watt has been in. You know, Watt was the best defensive player in the league a, well, a few years ago, but ha- he hasn't been himself the last you know right. two or three years. Um, the linebackers don't jump out out to me. Uh, you know, I, I like Bernardrick McKinney and Whitney Marcellus has I had feel a few like they years. Got exposed last right. Year I just the Colts. all of a sudden things started to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So, I that that that's the biggest question mark. Right. They um, need that. They need to offensive line and and defense. I think they need some pieces. So, right. I'm still going to give them an edge at ten and six, but. Yeah, I got yeah, I think it's field. it's it's kind of wavering. So our number one team then is gonna be the Indianapolis Colts too. They were ten and six last year. They, I thought they were a year away last they year. They beat the oh, Texans man. in the wildcard playoffs and they kind of got exposed by the Chiefs a little right. bit in the next round. But if you look at how they built last year. Well, and also they started out terrible. Right. Like they were awful. I mean, that AFC South was crazy because the Jaguars started terrible. The Colts started terrible, and the Texans started terrible. You know, the first five, six weeks of that season, right. it was like, who's going to win the South? I right. guess it's going to be the Titans. Right, and by the end, you had the Colts and the Texans, who no one wanted to play streaks. either one of them. Right? Yeah. I mean, the the Colts were 1-5 on October 14th, after week six. Then they go to Buffalo in week seven to win and win 37-5, to and they just started putting up points. And then, other than the really weird and out-of-character December second game in week thirteen against the Jaguars that they lost six nothing. Yeah, they were. I think they scored no less than what twenty three points. Uh-huh. And usually, like we always say, twenty three uh-huh. is kind of like the threshold. Like if my team's scoring twenty three points, I better win that game. Well, right. they did it every time they scored twenty three points from week seven on. They won the game. Yeah. Uh, they got and they got a few good defensive performances from uh, from their defense against the Bills. Gave up five points. Titans gave up ten points. Cowboys shut them out. So, you know, they had that one-point win against the Giants, but I don't know. The Colts just seem to come on at the right time. They won that that playoff game against their rival, the Texans. So I, I just think another year now that yeah. Andrew Luck has proved I that know. he can still do and, it. And He's that healthy. line, that line's going to gel some more because they yeah. were great last year with some rookies. Right. You know, oh, man. And that, that's the thing. They now have at Costanza, who kind of just was there in peril. You know, Manny kind of left, and he got thrown in the ringer, and then right. Luck got injured. Costanza's got to be thinking, man, I'm protecting these guys. We're not getting anywhere. Well, all of a sudden, you got Ryan Kelly. You got Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Jamarcus Webb. You know, you know, they just all of a sudden they went from having a terrible team in line to being back up there where they were before right. Luck got hurt, and uh, they don't got too bad of a backup behind Luck anymore with Jacoby Brissett because people have been trying to trade for him. Yeah. And now the running back situation is one of those. It's definite committee. Uh, Marlon Mack's the go-to guy, yep. but they got Spencer Ware there now. Naeem Hines. And Naeem, Naeem Hines. Hines. Right. right. And, uh, you know, we'll see what they can do there. Man, wouldn't it be great if they could find a playmaker, a running back to go with luck? Because their wide receivers are really good. They brought in Devin Funches, uh, and they added – or, excuse me, they have T.Y. Hilton, who, when he's healthy, right. uh, luck to Hilton. Paris Campbell is an interesting weapon there. Um, yeah. I just – 
Adding Funches was key because I think yeah. they've got a decent trio there no, now. And then the addition of the rookie. Yeah. And then at tight end, Jack Doyle and Eric Ebron may be the, one of the best duo tight ends in the league. Eric yeah. Ebron burst onto the scene last year after being kind of a disappointment in Detroit, had a renaissance there with the uh, Colts and Andrew Luck. Yep. So uh, offensively, I think they're okay because they got luck in a good offensive line, and then they got pieces that fit their style. Have you ever been to that stadium? That's kind of random, but like just the Colts. Outside, stadium. not inside. <sighs> it's really cool. It is really cool. It it. I've been in domes that feel like, this was built to put a roof over. That stadium feels like you're in a stadium that they just put a roof over. You know what I mean? Like it, it's really cool. Now defensively, you know, this is another spot that maybe names don't jump out to people, but you know, Darius Leonard was the rookie of the year last year, a, a linebacker for them. Uh, Had an absurd number of tackles. Yeah, he was all absurd over the field. Absurd number of tackles. Um, defensive line, they added Justin Houston, who's a you know an edge guy, a pass rush guy from the Chiefs. And um, they've got Jabal Sheard, Marcus Hunt. You know, it, it's, it's not a lot of big names, not no. guys that stand out or some guys that maybe they, have moved on to their second or third destination, but they got it done. Now, defensive back-wise, Jalen Collins, Pierre Desir, um, Malik, Malik Hooker. Hooker. Yep. Whip your guy. <laughs> and um, Quincy Wilson. And then they added Rock Yassin from Temple, who was their, their first pick of the drafters in the – I think it was the 34th pick overall. So early second round. I think that's. And yeah. still kicking. Uh, yeah, Adam and still Vinatieri. kicking Adam Vinatieri. So when you have that, you're probably okay. No. Now we like their head coach and Frank Reich. Yeah. Cedar Crest guy, South Central, Southeastern Pennsylvania. Um, don't know too much about their coordinators, but that sometimes can be a good thing. Right. No, I agree. Um, they did bring Robert Mathis back as a pass rush consultant, so that's fun to see him there. And Howard Mudd is with, as an offensive assistant as well. Yeah, and, and that's that's good for them. During that is good their for them. heyday with uh, with Manning when they were winning, uh, Robert Mathis uh, as a player and then Howard Mudd as a coach were key cogs. So yeah. I, I like the Colts. You know, they were what did I say, ten and six last year. I think they're eleven and five. I this put them year. at eleven and five as well, and no. I think they're winning that division. I agree. So we're pretty similar in this. We just that, switched our three and four. Yeah, so our three and four got flip flop. I go Jaguars four. You said Titans three. I went Titans three. You said or Titans. Yeah, Titans three. You said Jaguars three. But two the Texans, and one the Colts. Right. So I, that's I where think, we are. I think Texans and Colts could be a fun race to watch this year. Oh, absolutely! I completely agree. There. All right. So, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. yeah. We will be back next week. Are you working Bible school? No. No. Okay. So, you're free. Yes. yes. I will have to drop off and pick up Austin. Okay. Well, maybe we, we, maybe we'll, the timing we'll, will be will a little different. We'll have yeah. to talk about it. But right. we should be back next week where we'll get to do the AFC and NFC North. Mm. So, that'll be fun. Uh, teams that we're a little bit more familiar with as we now get to talk about the Ravens and, and Steelers. The AFC North could be an interesting conversation. Yeah, we get we've had that some of that conversation, I believe. Yeah, it could um, be interesting. So, yeah, um, and then we don't want to forget the NFC North because that one's always interesting with the history there. Yeah. Vikings, Packers, uh, Bears, Lions. You got a hundredth anniversary of the NFL being celebrated, and those teams are going to be front and center. And rightfully having the the kickoff to the NFL season. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I think that's about it. Just a couple of shout-outs here. Um, one, today, happy birthday, Brent. Yeah. 
Um, happy early birthday, Haley. I can't believe she will be four on that, Thursday. Man. Your youngest. Your I, baby, yeah. Your baby, man. Yeah, I know. It's ew, it's unsettling. Old man. Unsettling. See, calling you an old man does not help me does because not help, I, no. I'm older. <laughs> and um, sure, there's probably plenty that I'm forgetting, but there's the two off the top of my head. Um, yeah. Do you have any, any to shout add? Shout out to the District 3 6A baseball champions. Wilson, Wilson Bulldogs. Bulldogs. They're playing... State playoffs tomorrow at Fredericksburg. Penn Pen Trafford. Penn Trafford. And, um, you know, there's some potential there for them to maybe get into the state final four. And, oh, yeah, they bring back nearly everyone next year. Yeah. And I saw that. I saw this. Paul Roberts tweeted this. Um, I confirmed it on Friday at school. Um, but the starters. Now, that is based on who was pitching and. At, you know, at that time, right, and stuff like that. But the starting lineup for that district championship game was ten underclassmen, including a DH. Wow, that's that's crazy. That is crazy. Uh, also, congratulations to the graduates of Wilson High School, yeah. tw- class of twenty nineteen, in the books, Dunzo. And this is the last week of school with, uh, well, at the high school level, two full days and three half days. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's elementary, so she's got three full days and two half days. That's but right. We are looking forward to uh, the end of the school year because the end of the school year means uh, the air show is this weekend. Oh, I thought you meant it meant we're closer to the football season. Well, I mean <laughs> that's that's a given. I don't even have to say that. But because uh, by the time they're back in school, you'll have two football games. Well, you'll have one football game underway, and then Mifflin's up. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy to think about when they start again. But yeah, this weekend we are going to the um, Mid Atlantic Air Museum World War II weekends out at the Reading Regional Airport. Awesome. This will be Natalie's third trip there. I've never been. It's oh my gosh! You have to take Austin. <laughs> How have you not had Austin at that? You have to take him. It's a great event. So it's a pretty nice weekend too. So uh, it, it's a great event all day Friday, Saturday. A little bit um, shorter on Sunday because the plane's got to get going. But if you want to see a collection of warbirds from the forties, most American, but some Japanese, uh, German, British, uh, and it, it's really cool. They got the the huge planes that. You know, you like one. You're like physically, science-wise, how does this thing fly? How does this? And thing two, this end? thing is seventy plus years old. Do I want to go up in this? Now <laughs> that costs a lot of money to do, right. but it's it's gone through my head. It's like if I could ever scrounge enough money to go on one of these, I would like to go on one oh, of these. So it is really cool. They do a para pair jumps. They have uh, reenactments. Um, they also have singers from the time period. They do a lot for the veterans. There's cool stuff to look at and buy. So it's a lot of fun. And Natalie's enjoyed it the first two times we've taken her. And we're taking her again this Friday. Awesome. So awesome. it's going to be a great, great time. But I think that's it. Nothing else to add. We'll uh, put a put a bow on episode 278. We'll be back next Sunday, June 9th for episode 279 continuing our 2019 nfl preview with a look at the north divisions for justin raffoff i'm joe mays this been the joe mays and jraff show we will see you next time thanks for listening to the joe mays and jraff show tune in every sunday for the latest sports discussions from joe and justin Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.